Hi everyone and welcome to the This Week in British History podcast. Before we get started, this is an audio version of the YouTube series This Week in British History, which is available on the British History Tours uh, uh, channel. So just to let you know that if you want to watch so that you also get the visuals, there is a link in the show notes on this podcast, which will give you the link to YouTube. But I've also recorded this, so in a way that I hope you can enjoy it fully also as a podcast. All right, let's get started. This week saw the final chapter in the story of Anne Boleyn when she was executed on the 19th of May. This week saw the final chapter in the story of Anne Boleyn when she was executed on the 19th of May. But that wasn't the end to the story, of course. Anne was buried in St Peter ad Vincula, and if you'd like to know more about Anne um, and her time as prisoner, her trial and her execution and her burial at the Tower, please watch my Anne Boleyn at the Tower of London video. But what you might find interesting or intriguing and possibly a little bit annoying if you're uh, an Anne Boleyn or Tudor um, fan, is Henry VIII was actually betrothed to Jane Seymour the following day on the 20th of May. They were married on the 30th of May, only 11 days after Anne had been executed at the hands of the Calais swordsman. Jane and Henry were married at York Place, the confiscated palace of Cardinal Wolsey, which had been confiscated and Anne and Henry had begun building work and plans to create a massive palace, at Whitehall Palace as it became. Apparently the marriage hadn't taken place immediately because of concerns over how uh, inappropriate that might seem, although 11 days still isn't very long to wait to wed your next wife after having executed your previous wife. Anne had died at the hands of the Calais swordsman and we don't know the name of this man, we don't actually know who he was, but he was obviously known for his skill. Anne's head came off in one strike. Um, she would have been knelt up, so not on a block, and the sword swung to to take her head off. Um, so very quick for Anne, mercifully. Now the Calais swordsman is one of those pieces of evidence for the fact that Anne. Anne's fate was sealed from before even her arrest. He must have been ordered before her trial, so before her being found guilty. There was no way that a message could have got to Calais and for him to have travelled over uh, in order for the execution to have taken place without it happening before the trial. Now, Anne's original execution date should have been the 18th of May, the day after the men who were executed um, for being condemned uh, with her for high treason because of adultery, apparently, with the Queen and plotting the King's death. They had all died on Tower Hill on the 17th of May. Anne was originally supposed to uh, have her execution date on the 18th of May within the Tower Walls. Um, so it wasn't a public execution, although there was a crowd. And again, I'll, I'll cover her execution speech in Anne Boleyn at the Tower of London video. 
um, but the scaffold wasn't ready. There were things that needed to be got ready that, that weren't. Um, people who could be sympathisers towards Anne were removed from the tower, that took time. Anyway, so her actual execution date then fell the day after the original uh, planned date and so fell on the 19th of May. Anne had been arrested on the 2nd of May and brought to the Tower of London, so she was executed on the 19th of May, only 17 days later. Now, I'm convinced and um, historians today, I think, are generally convinced that Anne was most definitely innocent, and there are a number of pieces of evidence to, to demonstrate that. I've already talked about the swordsman. There was the fact that on the 13th of May, two days before Anne's trial, her household was broken up. And then on top of that, we have the fact that there were already rumours going around, even before Anne's arrest, that Henry was um, courting Jane Seymour and, and his behaviour towards Jane, um, promising her almost that she they would marry that um that Anne would be definitely found guilty all before her trial if you contrast that then with the events which happened to Catherine Howard in 1541-42 there's a very different timeline it took much longer there was actual investigation into what Catherine um had been doing and Henry was visibly upset with Anne it was much much quicker there really wasn't much time to do any investigating. The onus was on, supposedly, on the men involved and Anne to prove their innocence, not anyone to prove their guilt, and yet they weren't given details of what they were being accused of before their trial, and they had no representation at their trials either. If you're interested in the downfall of Anne Boleyn, um, and I've relied heavily on my good friend Claire Ridgway's book, for, um, for these videos about Anne Boleyn, covering the fall of Anne Boleyn. Now, I run the Anne Boleyn experience with Claire um, every year. Obviously, 2020 has been uh, a different. Um, we haven't been able to run the tours this year, so we have three Anne Boleyn tours <laughs> which are going to run next year, two of which are almost fully booked now because of moving people from this year to next year. Um, but if you if you want to know, if you want to follow in the footsteps of Anne Boleyn, if you want to investigate her story more, if you want to meet Claire um, and other historians, we, we really delve into Anne's life and Anne's story. We stay at Heber Castle, so it's uh, her childhood home, so it's brilliant. But this book by Claire, one of but one of the many books she's written on Tudor history and on Anne, The Fall of Anne Boleyn, A Countdown. It's brilliant. It literally takes you through day by day the um, the rapid downfall of, of Anne and of the men who were taken down with her. If you're interested in Catherine Howard's downfall and um, the ability to then for you to contrast between the two, um, another book that I've recommended before and I will forever recommend another good friend of mine Gareth Russell um, Young and Damned and Fair is the book on Catherine Howard if you want to learn about her life and the truth behind um, her upbringing her marriage to the king and um, her eventual downfall as well I hope you enjoyed going through the story of Anne Boleyn's downfall with me and you can go back and catch up on part three 
part two and part one. Part two and part one currently are um, as part of the weekly This Week in British History episode where her, the events fell. Um, I may well um, split them out into their own videos, but while, as I'm talking to you now, they are part of the episodes um, from earlier on in May and the end of April. Part three though, which covers the week where she um, she was put on trial and the men were put on trial and the men were executed. That is its own program. Um, I did record that as its own episode because it was so big. So that is um, that is also available, The Fall of Anne Boleyn, part three. Um, and please do watch Anne Boleyn at the Tower of London. And of course, if you want to actually follow in Anne's footsteps and you want to meet um, Claire Ridgway and um, other historians, uh, I am taking the Anne Boleyn experience tour with Claire um, annually. And like I say, in 2021, we are due to run three of them. So if you're interested in that, please check out the website, britishhistorytours.com and look at history tours. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you all next time.